Hello and welcome back to another episode of Basil's Book Bugs, the first episode of 2024. Are you so excited, Mercury? Yes, I am. I'm really excited about this year. We each picked uh, six books each, right? We did, yes. We picked six books each. We stuck with mostly trans or queer authors. Um, I think it's going to be really fun. Do we have a list of all the books that we... Oh, cool. I do have a list. I even have like some little graphics I made up so like you can see two images. One of the uh, all six books that I picked and one of all six books that you picked. I'll post both of those as soon as we are done recording here. Wonderful. I'm so excited to have that official announcement of everything. Um, we quite like the do this book club. It's one of our favorite things to do. We have, um, uh, quite a busy week every week, but the fact that we get to have a book club together is always really fun. It really is. You know, it's, it can be so hard to like prioritize reading, but it, it really, it makes me feel so good. Like to be using my brain to take some time to like settle my body down and to just spend some time doing something that I just love so much, which is reading. Yeah, and also, like, having an excuse to do it. Yeah. You know, like, I, for, for me, reading is a, always a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a really hard time. We talked about this last year, uh, largely, but I have a lot of comprehension and, and um, accessibility problems. Like, I have a hard time understanding the things when I'm reading them. Mm-hmm. So I do almost strictly audiobooks. So all the books we're doing this year are audiobooks, right? I think we checked. All of them are. They all should have audiobook versions of them available, yes. Yes, and that's wonderful. That makes me really happy that we are doing that. So if you're someone in my neck of the woods that is having a hard time with reading as well, don't worry, you can do it this way. And I think most of these books, audio-wise, are only like the max of 10 hours. Uh, maybe one or two are like 12. Yeah, we yeah. tried to pick um, books that were all approximately the same size. Yeah. Uh, right in that like 300-ish page uh, range. Um, yeah, and I, I'm going to be breaking these all up. I am still working on the full schedule for the year, but I will have that very soon. So we will have... All of our weeks mapped out for us. Good. I'm so excited. Do you want to talk about the first book of the year we're doing? Sure. Yeah, we can briefly touch on that. We're not going to get too far into it because we haven't started reading it yet. But our very first book this year is going to be... Can you turn it towards me so I can make sure I get this perfect? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. I Survived Capitalism and All I Got Was This Lousy T-Shirt by Madeline Pendleton. I'm a big fan of this book. I am such a big fan of this book that I wrote the back. I wrote a part of back on the jacket um, for her. And I only read maybe like a third of the book, not a quarter of the book or so, the first part when I was doing it. So I'm excited about reading the rest of the book with all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to meet Madeline, Madeline last Friday. We did. Yeah, we drove down to Chicago for her first book tour event. Um, it was super cool. She sat and read a chapter from the book and then did a signing for everyone who was there. I, what did you say? Maybe like 120 people? something. Yeah, like 120 people. It was a really wonderful turnout. Um, it, 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 she was so surprised. She was so surprised that so many people mm-hmm. came out to go see her. And it was so sweet. I think that's so funny because she's such a remarkable, uh, intelligent, and Absolutely. also inspirational person. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's... 
she was one of the very first people that I ever did a video about on TikTok. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, she was like the third or fourth how-to video I did. She was asking a question on the internet about uh, planking walls, and she didn't know what a plank wall was. Um, and she was like, what is this? What is this weird thing? And I was like, oh, my grandpa had that. It's <laughs> way more common in the Midwest than it is in California. Sure. Um, so I did a video, and it went viral. And it was like the fifth or sixth video in the first month that went viral, and she was one of the reasons why I did it. So, oh, that is so it was, cool. It was a really cool, and that's why they, when they asked me to write the uh, back of the jacket and be involved at all and ask us a few questions about book tours, I love to help. Um, yeah, she's she's a wonderful person. I'm just amazed by all that she's done yeah absolutely like um her clothing business uh tunnel vision just celebrated their 12 years 12 they've years. been in business 12 years 12 years like and swimming up stream, you know stream in a lot of ways mm -hmm. i mean they are they're salmon you know <laughs> in a lot of ways they're, they're they're doing things in such a unique way within a system that often punish you for, for, for doing things that are so unique yeah absolutely uh, for those who don't know you might know a little bit more about her business than I do, but for those who don't know, she runs like an anti-capitalism um, fashion uh, company or clothing company, right? Um, and the way that it works is that like people get paid equitably within that space, and that's not always something that we see in this l line of work. So um, I think that's wonderful, and also all the stories she has about running the company a lot of them are in here as well. Mm -hmm. I am so excited to get into it. I think that this is probably going to be uh, a pretty quick read for me just because I I like her writing style. I I haven't dug into the book very much yet and you know just reading or listening to her read off that that one chapter like it was it was such an interesting story. Yeah, I think the way that she writes mm -hmm. it, it's it, she really she really talks about how she's a product of the era in which mm -hmm. she's been brought up in. And and I think that that is such an interesting approach where it's she introduces a lot of ideas that are broad a lot of the times, but they are almost responses to like the recession, mm -hmm. a response to, you know, economic crises at one after another, the response to the pandemic, the response to so many um, uh, wild things that happened in, in minor her's lifetime because mm -hmm. we are the same age. Mm -hmm. So when she talks about stuff in the recession, I mean, I vividly remember everything she's talking about right. from the how Jim Cramer was involved and all the way to, you know, um, seeing it a year and a year and a half later and, and, and having the economy just slowly uh, fall apart. So. It's been it's gonna be fascinating. I'm really excited about that. It's probably gonna give me a little bit of PTSD. So, <laughs> <laughs> I I do think that she does a really great job of like making uh, information accessible too and like relatable, telling it through her own life stories. So yeah, I mean it, it's like through her lens as a punk girl first, mm -hmm. uh, and she like uses her life to wean in these ideas, and I, and I really I really enjoy it. I'm really excited to hear more about like her punk like upbringing Me too, because like while my family was very like traditional Christian, you know, I was raised, I was homeschooled, um, but like I also grew up on the internet, and then as a teenager, my second family was very much like 
a combination of like punk and ravers. Yeah. So yeah, you're I think there's e- just gonna be a lot of relatability here for me too. You're one hundred percent an e kid. Yeah. You're very much an e kid. I literally grew up on the internet. Yeah, yeah. You really, you really did. The shit you know is wild. <laughs> uh, but all of that being said, what, what are there any things that you want this book to be or anything that you expect out of the book? Um, that's a great question. Um, I, I think I'm kind of more expecting it to be a little bit more like memoir heavy with like some sprinklings of, of like information and like, um, like financial, uh, ideas. Um, yeah. 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 I'm really excited to see what I can pull out from a business owner perspective. Mm -hmm. I'm always excited about seeing her videos and seeing her thoughts about what a business owner could be like in a capitalism system that isn't like, you know, um, sucking the life out of people. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I'm very new to running a business. It's not, this is not something that I, um, new. And this year we are experiencing a shit ton of changes all at once. Um, and that, that means that how we reinvent the business, um, should reflect these new ideas that we're learning in this book. Honestly, we couldn't have, pick this a better time to read this book um, because so much is changing for the company. I absolutely agree with you. One of the videos that I remember seeing from her um, was talking about in her business structure, how she plans for redundancies. Oh yeah. And that, Oh, that is so important. We don't need to be on this lean staffing model that is not sustainable. I think we both know that. Yeah, I think this is a really interesting topic, and and I'm sure we're actually going to get a little bit of that in here. But that whole mentality of of cutting the lean meat and all that bullshit Mm -hmm. is very frustrating. Because as we have seen in real time, what happens when multiple people don't know how to do something? She's talked a lot about how everyone on the staff basically knows how to do fucking everything. Mm -hmm. And yeah. <laughs> That's how it should be. Yeah. And everyone who does that thing is going to do it slightly different. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. And and that could be a good thing mm-hmm. if they do things slightly different. You know, it's it's frustrating to see um people with even in our own community who who believe you need to just have everything lean down and right. you need to make sure you do this job and you do that job. But then you you get into a position where things happen, and now the pressure of yeah. you is, is so much. Like if you got hurt, mm-hmm. then oh my god, you're going to be ser- stressing out that no one else can do your job. Yeah, and that's scary. It you really I mean? is. It yeah. really is. It's scary for you because you want to make sure you have a job on, when you come back. Mm-hmm. Fucking scary for me. <laughs> By the way, please don't get hurt right now. I need you, buddy. <laughs> I, am, I am trying my very best, my dude. Oh, gosh. But all that being said, okay, um, that's this book. And I'm really excited about this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might not have a whole lot more to say about that. Um, but I guess we could talk about the recap of the book tour. We've yeah. never really officially talked about the end of the book tour mm-hmm. and us taking our month vacation afterwards and i read a few books over break too oh that's right yeah. okay so let's start there what um what were some books that you read during break buddy okay a couple of books i read over break um one that i just finished finally was post-colonial astrology i know that we we've talked about this uh before on the podcast when i picked it up so i finally got through it um i actually 
listen to the audiobook to get through it because we've been so busy. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I am actually very interested. This is this is good for the book club podcast. Um, I'm very interested to see how Spotify adding audiobooks to their platform for no additional fees is going to affect the book market. Oh, yeah. That's a really good point. I, you know, honestly, that's a solid point. Uh, how is uh, TikTok market or shop going to affect the bird market? Yeah, yeah. I, I, these new things, man. I, and now we got an invested interest in it, right? Mm -hmm. We just got our first royalty check <laughs> over about to uh, from the book. And how exciting! Very exciting. I'm really excited to see what that would be like. You know, uh, for those who don't know, you get like this advance, and in order to get royalties, you have to work that advance back and we did that in the first um the first quarter that the book was out basically mm -hmm. and that's a very rare thing especially with the advance that we got we needed to sell like forty thousand books or something uh and i think we smashed it uh i think we sold damn near 80 but i i don't know for sure yeah that's something that's so interesting about being on this side of the book market that you don't actually like think about but like we don't actually know how many books we've sold we have no idea we have no idea and i like to peel that back a little bit for folks who are watching and and listening because it is a really fascinating world mm -hmm. once you're in it like how this works and how these books get made just listening to madeline talk about how her book get got made it, and uh, and how similar but contrasting some of it was mm -hmm. is really interesting i i thought of something the other day after hearing Madeline talk. And, you know, for us, we had to battle every component of this book. Mm -hmm. Because my editor would often kind of try to guide me in a direction that she wanted me to go in. And I thought about something. I think that the way that we should view this as authors, especially as content creators and who become authors, mm -hmm. I think we need to view it that we should not be guided by the editor. We should be guiding the editor. Mm. And hearing Madeline talk, I mean, it's interesting how she feels like she really relied on heavily on her editor. And mm -hmm. I feel like my editor very much was the opposite of like, um, Molly really relied on me to kind of like guide her in certain directions. Mm -hmm. uh, it is a collaborative art form. Yeah. Uh, you can't do this. Uh, you could do this on your own. People have, but it's <laughs> very fucking difficult. Yeah. Um, and all the research and all the stuff we did in this book, I, I, I don't know how you would do it by yourself. So uh, we, we may find out soon, but um, all of that being said, um, yeah, I, I thought that was an interesting tidbit of it. So, so did you read anything else? I did read some other books. Um, I also read, oh my God, of course, now I'm forgetting all of the titles. Give me two seconds. One. Two. You forget. I started, um, <laughs> I think it was Electric Idol. Is that the title of this one? Um, it was one of those spicy um, Greek. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking. Basil has been um, reading these. Very spicy Greek uh, retellings um, of mythology. And they are very spicy. Very uh, spicy. And I think you got the last one in this, this series. I, I did, yeah. It had like, just come out. We were in the van touring the country, and they said, oh, I got the book. And I'm like, oh, shit, good for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cruel Seduction. Cruel Seduction. All no, right. Kate uh, Robert is the author. Are those the old, the, the ones that you, you read then? Are those the... That was the latest one. Um, it's number five in the series. Cool. Um, Dark Olympus is the entire series. Oh, Dark Olympus for mm-hmm. those who are um, looking into it. Yeah. I, I read or read partially. I'm still working on it. Um, the Killer of the Fall- Flower Moon. Okay. Um, now, for those who don't know, but I'm sure you do, it's uh, this, this book was about the uh, Osage tribe in Oklahoma, and they turned it into a movie uh, that Martin Sorsgazi shot with Leonardo DiCaprio. And I wanted to learn more about uh, the Osage, and I wanted to learn more about this time period mm-hmm. and uh, these awful things that happened. And I think it's important for us to seek that information out. Yeah. But I do think there's something truly problematic about getting this information from the lens of white characters, mm-hmm. white directors, yeah. and white historians. And I, I, I appreciate the information that's in this book, but sometimes I, I just feel like it's disconnected from the real human loss that these families, and this, I mean, this is like possibly hundreds of indigenous people were killed and it's a very good book, um, and I really am enjoying it, but it's reading like a history book, and you know that's my jam. Yeah. I do yeah, love good absolutely. old history book, but that might not be everyone's jam. But it's been a little bit hard at times because knowing the perspective it's coming from. But I saw the movie, and I, and I felt like I wanted to, to know more from that world. Have you read any other um, like history books like that? Um, you know, I probably have, but I can't recall, you know, um, I think I might read more of that this year. Uh, I really like reading, um, um, books that have a historical edge to it and, and, uh, all that. I really also listen to, <laughs> I can't look at it right now because we're using my phone, but I just re-listened to the entire, um, audio book about Michael Jordan and <laughs> him getting his six rings. Uh, and I'm, for those who don't know, I'm a huge uh, sports fan, but only from the mentality of like history. I like sports history a lot uh, and like football and stuff too. I watch football, but I don't really <laughs> watch basketball. I haven't watched a basketball game in like 15 years, but I love listening to Michael Jordan for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, I got. I'm very comforted by Michael Jordan. <laughs> I love that for you. It's kind of very endearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also re-listened to a book that I had already listened to, um, and that was After the Revolution by Robert oh. Evans. We had started it in the the tour. Oh car, yeah, yeah, that. Robert Evans, um, uh, behind the Bastards podcast. Right, correct. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Me too. Me too. I really love Robert Evans. Uh, it, I found him during the pandemic, like the the, uh-huh. like the first two months or so, when he did the um behind the police. Series. Yeah, 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 behind. Yeah, that is yep. when I found. Yeah. That's when I started listening to. I learned too. that was when I first understood. He was the first person that led me down this train of realizing the police were constables. And realizing that they were really instilled as um, 
you know, to protect property. Yep. And once I understood that, the rest was yeah. history. I always had a hang up on that. That was no matter how much anti-racism work I did, I, I kept getting this hang up on what police were being used for. Mm-hmm. Right. But once I understood the long historical context of it, right. it's almost un- it's undeniable. Yeah. You know, it's like it's the, so clear that you pull that you pull that thread and the whole thing comes undone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ra- I really appreciated Robert Evans for for having that podcast because yeah. it was such a, a good one to uh to listen to and i also i i listen to um you know some of the other podcasts that are in the same um like media group so like uh, it could happen here uh, something i really love that uh robert has done is like he's surrounded himself with a bunch of trans people i don't know if you've noticed i can you can feel the edge though yeah. you can feel that trans energy within his content and that's hard to explain to people who mm-hmm. are cisgender but there is a certain way that trans people talk, especially radical trans people. Um, there's a certain way that we talk and communicate that is very like Robert feels like one of us. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I claim him uh, as a part of the trans community. He's one of us. Uh, OK. Um, I also um read one other book um during break and that was hijab butch blues oh my god so good so 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 good what was this about now um so this one is like a um, non-fiction um, memoir um, like memoir um type of story written um from someone who like is muslim and they are telling their own life story and relating it Oh, was this the book the you 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 and Danny listened yes, to in the, we in the van? Yes, in the van. Yeah, yeah, that sounded good. I so I only good. heard passages, and it was so good and so riveting. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm almost done with Desire. Oh, um, okay. It's a book about um, partners who have different uh, libidos, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's done. I mean, it opens up a lot of these psychology books, uh, don't in relationship books don't address trans people mm-hmm. uh and that is very difficult for a lot of reasons because trans people are intimate differently um a lot of us uh have different equipment we'll say it that way right and our equipment works differently or we just relate to it differently. oh we just relate to it, yes and and when we're talking about cisgender heterosexual sex and that's what the usually a lot, a lot of these books mm-hmm. are about it can be kind of like disheartening because it's like you're not actually addressing my issue. Yeah. There's a whole chapter or two about trans sex. And wow. dude, dude, it is refreshing as hell to listen to um, professionals and sexologists talk about sex in a way that relates to me. Um, and in a way that really g- wonderful, great advice that really like makes me changed my perspective on libido and, yeah. and, and sexual energy and, oh, and that's just so awesome and, and how intimacy can be incorporated in ways that are really impactful for both people and mm. that's really fucking cool i liked it a lot yeah i really want to borrow that book from you eventually yeah i think you would enjoy it too i'm sure i'm yeah. sure i would yeah but that being said, that's where I'm at. So that I think that's do we unload all our knowledge on each other? <laughs> got Oh my God! Let me just destroy everything here. We're getting pretty close, that's for sure. Um, 
If we can end early, yeah. I think it's okay too because I think we did a really good job prepping people for the next book, but also talking about the tour a little bit. Um, I mean, I guess before we go, we can say, uh, so what was it like? I, I hate this question, but what was <laughs> it like to do a 54-city book tour, my friend? Um, I do not advise. No. That's that's for sure. I would not advise to do that. That was absolutely stupid. Why do we do that? <laughs> um, because a white man said we couldn't. Yeah, that is what happened. Someone told Mercury in one meeting that it's a little bit crazy for us to do that, and we're like, "Fuck you!" And then we went with fifty-four. Yeah. Uh, it was. I think it went really well, though. Yeah, it did. I mean, it was. I think that it really proved to us. Um, how unstoppable we are. Um, yeah, yeah, especially when you add in our good friend Danny involved too. Right, yeah. The three of us had a wonderful time. We really did. Um, I I think that for me, I, I've said this a lot, you can't go on a 54-city book tour and see like 30-some states mm-hmm. and go across the country and travel like we did in such a short amount of time. I mean, we saw... The entire country, basically, in a four-month span. Mm-hmm. You can't do that and be the same person. Right. And I think it really helped to re-radicalize me. I think it really helped for me to put in perspective the work that we do. Mm-hmm. And I really think it helped um, give me almost like a breather of knowing we have accomplished so much that we deserve to actually reflect and enjoy that yeah. instead of like being uh, attached to this hustle mm-hmm. mentality, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because no matter how much you hustle, right? Um, society's go- going to treat us differently because of who we are. Yeah. Right. But it can never take away the connections we have with one another. And I met so many trans kids. Yeah. Um, and it was really cool. It was the trans kids were the best part um of the whole tour I, I mean everyone was wonderful but trans kids was absolutely outstanding it was just so cool to see like community everywhere too yeah people would sometimes we would go and the line would be so long people would be like selling hot dogs or ice cream mm-hmm. or making balloon animals uh-huh. in the line or you know, sharing stories in a line or becoming friends. Yeah, Multiple people so became friends people. in a line. Yep. Um, uh, puppies. So many puppies. <laughs> Not enough cats, though. Um, really cool. Really cool. I, I don't know. I, I feel inspired in a lot of ways mm-hmm. to, to do it. So, yeah, I had a great time. Won't do it again though. <laughs> no, um, we we have talked about maybe visiting a few cities um, potentially this year, but yeah, nothing nothing like that again. Yeah, I would potentially do uh, a very miniature version. Uh, I we've talked about doing a Canadian book tour at some point still, mm-hmm. um, and we've talked about doing going to Europe and doing some stuff in Europe. So mm-hmm. I think we might do it. Uh, we'll just see how the the first part of this year goes and we'll play by year. Yep. Yep. Well, that being said, are you ready to wrap this thing up? I think I am. Let's go all get snug as a bug in a rug. My friends, <laughs> we have some books to read. All right, everybody. Remember next week, we're going to read um, the first part of I survived capitalism. And all I got was this lousy t-shirt by Madeline Pendleton. Uh, and I'm excited to 
read along with you. So yeah. until next time, um, what Basil said. <laughs> 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 bye bye. Bye.